Hello and welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Today is Sunday, June 23rd, 2019. Let's take a look and see what's happening the funnies together. Shall we? Well, I hope everybody's doing great. Summer is here. It is hot. Uh, M, my co-host, is here. She's enjoying summer. And in fact, yeah. today we've been out uh, chasing monsters and, and, being wizards. and wizards and whatnot uh, with... You know, it's it's like it's like Pokemon, but with Harry Potter. So it's uh, it's doubly nerdy. So that's fun. But uh, you're doing really good. You like mm. you got a little uh, challenge. You got a little challenge there. There was a spider. It was kind of scary, but okay, no. Overall, no, we're it. we're doing good. Uh, and uh, House Ravenclaw rules. All right, let's move on to our comics photo of the day. Our first comic is Garfield. In this particular episode, we start out with just a funny block. And uh, John is driving his car, and he's got one of them stickers on the back, you know, like the stick figure family. It says Garfield. It's, and his truck says Garfield, yeah. And and the stick figure family is him. And then there's a cat kicking a dog. It's Garfield. And he's kicking Odie. But the, the dog sticker is flown off the car because Garfield is being mean to him. All right, so we cut to the, from there to Garfield is sitting around watching TV in the chair. And he's sitting like a little person, not a cat, but whatever. And on the TV, what is it saying? Meow, 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 meow. That's right. And then it's got, what's that fluffy? You say Timmy fell down a well, and the cat goes meow. Meow, meow. And then, uh, and then you know, he's going, hey, show me the way to the well, and the cat just purrs. And then it says, no, I don't have any liver treats. Now come on, Timmy needs us. That's right. Squeak, squeak. I don't know what he's, that he's, is. I don't know. He's probably squeaking a toy or something. Like, and there's then, no time for your, oh, yeah. Yeah, for a squeaky mouse, yeah. right. Yeah, it says, hey, there's no, this is no time for a squeaky mouse, you stupid cat. And then the then the cat makes knock, a noise, knock, knock. and then a hack, and then uh, then the guy in the on the show goes, "Hey, there's a hairball in my slipper," and the cat goes purring, and Garfield thinks to himself, "I hope Timmy packed lunch." The, well, I'll explain it. The joke here is that in an old show called Lassie, the whole the thing was Lassie would always show people where the uh, where somebody was, and Lassie would be very helpful and would bark and say. Oh, over here, you know, well, he wouldn't say over here, she, or she wouldn't say over here, she would just lead them to the person in the well. But cats will just not be helpful because cats are awful and dogs are great. And that's the point of that joke. All right, our next comic of the day is The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. In this episode, little, the kid's talking to his uncle and he goes, hey, it's raining, there's nothing to do. And the, the uncle, who's drinking a steaming hot cup of coffee, we can see the steam line coming off of it. In fact, the cup is hilariously saying, high test. Because coffee is like fuel, what, you know? Huh? Uh, anyway, he goes, hey, uh, don't let the weather deter you from having a good time. As my dear departed mother used to say. And he sits there and doesn't say, like, anything. And for, he just kind of smiles sitting down. And he's, and the, and like, the, the kid just says, well. Finally, well. And then he goes, well, what? And then what does the kid say? What did your mom used to say? And then he goes, oh, nothing really. She wasn't much of a conversationalist. The joke. The joke here is that uh, you were expecting him to say some like, aphorism like, my mom used to give me good advice, right? Or like, like just some good advice. Right. Like but, for the lesson, but like... But no, no. no. The no. point is, is that mom didn't really, didn't really uh, teach him anything because she doesn't really talk. All right, our next comic of the day is The Argyle Sweater by Scott Hilburn. And I want to remind you something. The Argyle Sweater is not... not. The far side. That's correct. Thank you, Em. Uh, in this particular episode of the Argyle Sweater, there's a bowl with one fish in it that says goldfish. Like, it's just one goldfish, and then and there's another bowl that's tinier as clownfish, and it just says, and there's just like a million, like a million 
clown fish in it. That's right. And it's like so small. Right. It's like they need to be mixed up. Well, the, the joke here, do you know what the joke is? They need to be switched up. Well, no. It's like that one only has a few and that one has so much. <laughs> right. That's true. But the reason it's supposed to be funny, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's really not. But the reason it's supposed to be funny is that they're clown fish like they're clowns. And clowns often at the circus will show up. No, they'll all be like in one little car. And they and, come pouring out of the and car. And they like get stuck in the car. Yeah, and there's and hundreds of them. Just like so, trying to get out. Yeah, so like a little clown, like a little Volkswagen Beetle. This is a. And I a, guess the goldfish the, is always good because it's like a goldfish. No, no, the goldfish gold? is irrelevant. The goldfish is irrelevant. Okay. Oh, it's just to set up the fact that it's clownfish. So don't worry about the fact that it's a goldfish. But the joke is that it's a clownfish, and they're like clowns in a little tiny car at the circus. So you can hear that little that. Exactly. You, you, you got it. But, but the clownfish can't do it. No, because because, goldfish, because clownfish don't have horns or no. hands. So they're kind of okay, stuck. Okay, they have fins. They have fins, they but I don't think a fin can honk a horn, do you? Honk, honk. Maybe if it was a honk, seal. All right. Okay, yeah. All right. Our next comic... Oh, that was not worth that trip. Our next comic of the day is Pickles by Brian Crane. In this episode, Mrs. Pickles is sitting there talking to a friend... A friend of hers. And she goes, you know, Earl is such a complainer that I made a deal with him. Whenever he complains about something, he has to give me a dollar. But to make it fair, whenever I complain, I have to give him two dollars. And, she's, and uh, she says, and you know, before you know it, he uh, he complained about how I always kept the thermostat set too high. And I said, aha, you owe me a dollar. And then he said, no, you owe me two dollars for complaining about my complaining. <laughs> the joke here is that Mr. Pickles complains a lot and he's trying to get out of having to pay the dollar bet so that's funny there <sighs> our next comic of the day is the wizard of id by Hart mestroyani and parker it's a comic so funny it requires three people to do it uh and in this one sir rodney is distributing leaflets okay and uh so he posts them up and there's a dude who pops out of the bush and says hey what he just told you is a complete falsehood. And then he goes up to another guy and goes, that's a lie. And then he's looking at a poster and goes, how that is poppycock. And blah, blah. He does this on like five panels. Just goes around telling people that various things they're reading is a for, lie. He's like, for Pete's sake, there's an, you're an adult. How can you believe that? Exactly. That, that quote right there from the king, he never said that. Exactly. So that's the that's the idea is that for like five panels, he's going around telling people that what they're seeing reading is false. And then in the last panel... Rodney the Rodney the Knight pops up and goes, "Hey, Sir Snopes, how's everything?" And the guy goes, "Up, oh, busier than ever." <laughs> okay, the joke here is that there's a website called Snopes.com that people use to uh, determine if things they read on the internet are true or false. They go around either debunking them or saying they're true. Uh, I'm not going to get into a debate with you with or you, M, as to whether Snopes is legitimate or not, but the, no, that's the point. of Family Circus. I, we're going to talk about the Family Circus later, maybe if it's on this show, and I don't want to hear about it yet. Hmm. But, but uh, sir, so, sir, the joke is that this is Sir Snopes is a reference to a modern-day website called Snopes.com. <sighs> so they're, they've broken the fourth wall of both time and space there, so that's... All right, our next comic of the day is Blondie by Dean Young and former Supreme Court Justice John Marshall. In this episode, uh, Dagwood's sitting on his chair watching some TV there. 
And he hears a knock on the door, and he goes to the door, and there's a postman. And it's not the usual mailman that they usually have, which is weird. They usually have that guy with the mustache that I always, for like years, thought was the same guy as his next-door neighbor. And apparently it is not. There was like his next-door neighbor, Herb, and he looks exactly like the guy that's the mailman. But apparently Herb and the mailman are not the same guy. And it was incredibly confusing. But that's irrelevant because Herb and or the other mailman aren't there. It's another mail delivery person. How do you know... Uh, they're not the same person. Because I've seen him like in carpool with Dagwood sometimes. And that's what confused me. I thought, okay, his neighbor's also the mailman. But then I've seen him taking Herb on a carpool to work. So, and he's wearing a suit. So it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I don't think and, anyone think. Um, I don't think it makes sense what you're saying right now. Well, that's as may be. But it's because I'm dealing with, you know, Dean Young and John Marshall's vision of the world in which... All neighbors look like mailmen. But anyway, that's not the case this time. It's a very different mailman who looks nothing like Herb. And then why uh, are we even talking about that if this is not if that is not the case? I'm just explaining that it's a different mailman. That's all I'm explaining. I... Is okay is that okay with you? No. <sighs> Fine. No, anyway, it's not. the mailman, who is not Herb. Comes up and goes, hey, a few minutes ago, I delivered, asked you to sign an envelope, and you kept my pen. And uh, Dagger goes, oh, yeah, sure, sorry, here you go. Then Dagger goes and sits down, and there's a knock on the door. And the mailman's back and says, oh, I forgot to give you the envelope. And uh, he goes, oh, hey, no problem. And he brings it in. And when he brings it inside, he goes, oh, hey, this is envelope not this envelope's not for me. It's for the people across the street. <laughs> and the joke is, uh, they, the, yeah, the Parkers, whoever they are. They aren't, the, the, it's not Herb. Uh, but the point is, is that, they went through all this brouhaha about the pen, and it was unnecessary because it wasn't even Dagwood's letter. So that's why that's that's why that's funny, right there. Yep. Our next comic of the day is Croc by Bill Retchen and Don Wilder. In this episode, the French Foreign Legion office, the phone rings, and like the commander picks it up, and you hear just hear his side of the conversation. It's like, it, yes, like, mother. I know, mother. Uh-huh. You're right, Mother. Yes, Mother. Good, exactly. And that's it. And that's like, you know, they don't have panels. This is all one, like, big panel. But it's all, like, they do the thing where instead of panels, they have, like, an amorphous blob behind him to indicate a separate thing. But anyway, there's about six of those. And then uh, the other guy in the office goes, hey, what did your mother have to say? And he says, she was telling me I need to start speaking up for myself. The joke here is that uh, his mother is browbeating him and not letting him speak for himself. But that's what she's instructing him to do. And so that's the joke there is that uh, the Foreign Legion guy's mom is a is a hypocrite. All right. Our next comic of the day is Dennis the Menace by Hank Ketchum. And this episode is called... False Sense. That's what I like about Dennis the Menace on Sunday. You get a, you get a title for the episode. And this one is, uh, in fact, what is it again? False Sense. Good. And then, oh, good. Mr. Wilson's reading the paper and he's going... Hey, Martha, you ever hear about these millennials? So they're right on the cutting edge of time here with Dennis the Menace, talking about the millennials of, you know, about 40 years into their lifespan at this point. And uh, says, yeah, you ever hear about these millennials? Says here they're playing too darn many video games and they're glued to their phone. Why? They're not even talking. They're just staring at the darn phones. Whatever happened to getting together and talking and playing and exercising and blah, blah, blah. This technology is terrible. And then at that very moment, Dennis the Menace comes over and says, what does he say? Hey, Mr. Wilson, do you have time to play a game? To which Mr. Wilson says, sure. Have you ever been to an arcade? And Dennis goes, oh, what? 
The, the joke here is that Mr. Wilson... He was just complaining about technology, and now he's going to technology. Now he's telling Dennis when, to go to a technology. When, um... When Dennis was just meaning to, like, play a game. Right. Was wanting to do exactly the things that Mr. Wilson was complaining that kids don't want to do. Okay. Even though, I don't think Dennis is a millennial. He's he's part of that next generation. The generation, although, actually at this point, Dennis and Miss is like a 68-year-old guy. But but if he's really in the well, age. Dennis is not 60. Well, he's not, but he's been around forever. He, if he had actually aged from the moment, from when he, if he didn't, look, this comic strip's old, okay? Okay. But Dennis, so Dennis the Menace is supposed to be like seven or eight or something like that. But but he really, if he aged in real time, he'd be like he'd be like he'd be dead. Actually, is what he'd be. But anyway, be that as it may. Point is that Dennis, who is not a millennial, he's a generation Z or whatever. Whatever. No, he's a know. generation comic character. A generation comic character. A generation CC. And uh, so, Mr. Wilson, like. First of all, is being hypocritical and saying, hey, go play in an arcade, even though he's just complaining about technology. And then Dennis goes, what is that? Because kids today don't know what an arcade is because they don't exist anymore because we've got all them newfangled home game systems that the, so the kids aren't going to the uh, the arcade. And, okay, but Dennis, done, there aren't that many of them. There used to be a lot. When I was a kid, they were everywhere and you you would just go to them and you'd spend well, a quarter... Like Bowling alley. Well, there's a bowling alley. Yes. There's like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, but nobody. I don't. There's more. Yeah, okay. There is a lot. It's not still. Look, there's still a lot. Listen, listen, young lady. When I was your age, there were arcades that were that were just nothing but arcades, and you'd go in, and there'd be a guy wearing a shirt that says "I make change," and you had to get change from him. Then you had to use that change to buy tokens, and you had to put the tokens in the machine. And if you didn't use the tokens, you were out of luck because you couldn't get your money back. One thing. Ha. I think the arcades today are much easier than that. Well, you you kids have it easy. Anyway, that's the point. That and that's the point is that uh that that uh the kids today have it easy when it comes to arcades. <sighs> I, guess. I I think we brought up that. All right. Our, our, our next fine, fine. Our next comic of the day is High and Lois. It's a comic strip called High and Lois. Okay, do but we ever do this? We no, we don't because I it's I never it's not it's the problem with High and Lois is it's not funny, but it's not bad enough to explain why it's not funny, but it's just kind of there, but I'm going to do it today because I feel feel like it. So, okay, Lois is pushing a baby in a carriage and like she passes a bunch of different just a bunch of different people, a, a panoply of people, uh, a smorgasbord of citizenry, and everybody that she passes says, hey, Trixie, or hello, Trixie, talking to the baby. Or how's little Trixie? How's little Trixie? Look, it's it's, Trixie. It, it, they get the idea. We don't, yeah. have, to re- we don't, we don't have to actually read it. How's it going, it. Trixie? How, yeah, we don't have to read them all. They understand <laughs> no, what they I'm don't. saying. There's like six panels of people talking to the baby and calling her Trixie, which is her name. Okay? Four. I am, look, I am using a comic effect... Of known as exaggeration or hyperbole, which heightens the, which heightens the humor for the audience, so they will be amused, knowing full well that I am not being literal. Don't be a literalist and 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 be in comedy. Although you're supposed to have truth in comedy, you're also supposed to heighten the truth. The, just yes and this, okay? I, I don't get this. I don't know what I I I think we should just pass this. Anyway. <laughs> See, now you're just blocking. You're not yes-anding. You're negating me. And and uh, Viola Spolin would be very mad at you. So just you keep 
you keep you don't want to upset <laughs> Viola Spolin or Del Close. I don't though. know who that is. Well, that's exactly that's just for the 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 improvised improv, improvisation crowd that that clearly flocks to this podcast. I need a I need a comic strip and an emotion, high and lowest and rage. There, all right. So okay, so everybody's saying hi to Trixie, and then uh, Trixie has a little thought balloon. You know, it's a thought balloon because it's little bubbles. Yes. She goes, "Hey, how do all these people know my name? I must be famous." The joke here is that because the baby is hearing everybody say her name, she thinks she's a famous baby. And she's not. She's just a baby. Okay, and people some know babies she is. are famous. Name, name a famous baby. Well, I don't know. Well, if you if it was famous, you'd know. Ergo, there are no famous babies. Ha ha. Got you there, didn't I? Ergo. Yes, ergo. What is that? Therefore. Thus. Aha. I've proven <laughs> you wrong. Ergo. I don't care. Now... Okay, so that's that's high and low. Sorry, M is M is full of beans today. <gasps> uh, beans, there are beans. Where are beans? It's a figure. Our next comic of the day is Mother Goose and Grimm. In this episode, Mother Goose is in a car with some guy. I don't I don't know what their relationship it, it, is. It looks like they're smushed. They're not smushed. It's just the way it's drawn. It's, they're in a truck, but you're right. It doesn't look. Like, you're right. It, it looks it's like, like they're a, like. Uh, the, it's, the, the windshield is is like tilted back, and it does look like they're kind of smushed. It looks like they're like. Uh, but they're not. Anyway, they're they're birds in a car, so it doesn't matter. Anyway, she says, "Hiram, can we go someplace fancy for dinner?" And he's like, "Um, how fancy?" And she says, "Someplace where the mustard is served in jars instead of packets." The joke here is that fast food restaurants, when the, if you want mustard, you get one of them packets. And nicer restaurants, some of them have jars, I get. I don't know how, I haven't been to that many restaurants where you actually got a little jar of mustard and a little spoon that you spooned out of. There might be, you know, the step up from the packet is the little yellow squeeze bottle. But I, anyway, I think it would be super fancy to go to a restaurant with a pot of mustard. That's what I think. I, I don't, don't think that's a mid-level restaurant. You're not going to Chili's and getting like a, a mustard pot. That's my point. Uh, our okay. show is not sponsored by Chili's, but if Chili's would like to sponsor our show, send an email to info at howlingmonkeyradio.com and we'll be happy to, to, to do an ad for Chili's. Like, uh, you know what? I sure do like Beetle Bailey, but not as much as I love baby back ribs from Chili's. That was a free one, but if you, you know, maybe if you pay me, I'll do it some more. No, no. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you, you have to strike up your own deals with various vendors if you want sponsorship money so you know i I don't want sponsorship well good well just stay away from my chili's money because that's some sweet chili's money that i'm going to be using and then after that i'm going to be having some sweet baby back ribs from chili's Okay, our next comic. Couldn't of the, you just get a gift card to do that? Well, what? No, they they can pay me in gift cards. Fine, I'll take Chili's no, if no, you want no, any no, advertising no. on their show. Let me, we we accept gift cards, and we will mention you. Uh, we'll also mention you know any anybody that wants to be mentioned on this show. We will pretty much do it for for a fee. Uh, hey, and I'm sure I'm enjoying in my Bombas socks, and this the the uh, Squarespace okay, here is okay, working on. The, I, I'm, hold on, I'm hold on. No, how did this ever? No, get? no listen. How I'm gonna did make you. This ever get on the show? If you don't be quiet, I'm gonna make you go to bed and sleep in your Casper bed. Available at Casper.com. Ah, See how okay, easy you can't this do would any be. More ads. No more ads. If you're gonna do an ad, you have to add a pug. A pug. A pug. All right. Like you can say for chilies, even a pug you take. Oh, even I don't think Chili's is gonna like an ad that says Chili's. Eh, 
Even a puggle eat it. I don't think that's a very good ad for children. Who cares? Who cares? It's an uh, ad. But hey, if you want to feed your pug, you know, there's there's a Jim's Dog Food Store on the corner of Fifth and Walnut. I, I made that up. Holy there's no... There's no... What? Okay, we need to get back to the comics. Yes, ma'am. Our next comic of the day is Mutts by Patrick McDonald. In this episode, uh, the dog is... Uh, is sitting in a, one of those little inflatable pools and asks the cat, Mooch, and says, hey, why don't you join me? And Mooch goes, okay. And then Mooch jumps in the pool with a giant swan float, and it's as big as the whole pool. And we see the cat, Mooch, lying on top of the swan, and the swan is crushing the dog against the wall of the inflatable pool. And the joke here is that, once again, cats are horrible. All right. Our next comic of the day. Once again, you want a cat. I don't want a cat. I had a, oh, I had a cat. Oh, no. Slylock Fox. Oh, no. Uh, it's Slylock Fox. All right. I thought you Sly- liked that. I, okay. All right. I thought you liked it. Well, okay. Here's the deal with Slylock Fox. You know, Slylock okay, Fox okay. has a lot of things going on in it. There's like little puzzles you can solve. I think we and there's get a what little, happens. There's a little mystery. We do this all the time. Uh, and, well, People know on. what happens in Slylock no, Fox. No, no, no. They, don't, they may not know. Hold on. Ah. Slylock Fox is... Look. I, okay. We, not, we, we don't have to explain this all. I think we do because people don't know. We no. got we may have new audience members. Okay. So there's lots of little things that happen in Slylock Fox, but the best thing is a mystery. So in this episode, Slylock Fox and Max Mouse are, are, are scuba diving, but they're wearing Slylock Fox is wearing a three-piece suit and a hat scuba diving, whereas Max is wearing a hat and pants, but nothing else. And, okay. and little flippers. Always that happens. That, no, Max, we, we Max don't need is to weird. explain that. I'm explaining okay, it. Okay, no, we don't need to explain that. We can explain everything else except for that. Fine. We don't Fine. have to explain what Fine. They're Fine. They're under the water and, and count weirdly, and he's the he's the ongoing bad guy. He's the, like the Professor Moriarty of Slylock Fox. And uh, Professor Weirdly's in his undersea hideout. And Weirdly says that his great white shark has been caged for three days without food. And he's threatening to turn it loose. But Slylock Fox thinks that the, he's got a, like a string and he's going to open the shark cage. But Slylock Fox thinks that uh, Count Weirdly is bluffing. And he suspects that it's not a real shark after all. So why does Slylock Fox think that? You have all the clues you need to solve this mystery. Let's give them a moment, okay? So they're, they're, okay, they're, listening. they're listening to some mystery music right now and trying to figure it out. So that's what's happening, okay? You understand? Yeah, you hear the music? No, it's not playing. We're going to add it after. We're going to add it. Okay, that's enough time. All right, so, so how did Slylock Fox know that the shark was not real? Well, here's the answer. The great white shark must constantly swim to breathe. And because this shark's not moving, it would not be a live shark. It'd be, if it was a real shark, it'd be dead. So that's the that's the reason they know it's fake. Because it's not moving and it's not dead. So that's, that's, that's it. So if you ever run across a shark cage where the shark can't move, know that you're perfectly safe. You're perfectly safe to fight off... That shark. Um, uh, no, that's that's you shouldn't sad. fight it off. Well, no, no it's it's, like, but you can because it's not real. That's the. So the, so uh, why would you? Because well, it's already it's not real. So why would you do that? Okay, you don't have to fight the shark. Yes. Don't be scared and don't bother fighting. The shark. Okay, and then and then with every Slylock fox, there's a how to draw something. This time it's how to draw a bear. First off, draw a, a, okay, a sort of round things, face. Okay. And, and okay, well, that's so step it's one. A, it's a um, it's like. Draw like, okay, so like a cat head, but with like round ears. Yep, that's right. And then like, um, like, 
like a nose kind of yep. in the mm-hmm. middle. Yep. It's kind of oval on the side. Right, right. That's and step two. Like, and, uh, no, no, no. no. I, I, I'm on the side. You're over explaining this. No, no, no. Honestly, you're over explaining this. And then, like, uh, right above the nose. We're going to stop doing this. I like this. I'm going to stop doing this. And then, like, go I'm down kind of like a curve and do Because you give too many details. You don't understand the joke. Kind of like a mustache, but without the going in. This many details, but but you're making it seem more difficult. I'm explaining how to do this, and that's the thing. Is just and then like you'll make like a bottom kind of curve, and then it's and then there's like a kind of tongue with kind of line on it. And no, 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 nobody's listening anymore. And then they've all tuned out. There's like a no one's listening. It's they've gone home and like they've switched over to Mark Marin. They've done all sorts of And then like on the next step. You're just adding a neck. Y'all come back in about ten minutes because this is just gonna go on for a while. And um, it's just still. And happening. you color everything uh-huh. and mm-hmm. put pupils in the middle uh-huh. that are black. And, and so she's making it sound like it's actually an instructive cartoon. It's not. That's and my like point. you'll add these dots on. Are you done yet? Are you done? I, I you mean, finished now. No, 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 no. I'm not. <laughs> I am not. I will never. Uh, and that's it. And that's how to draw a bear. Oh, a, a bad bear. A bad bear. That's it. All right. My goodness. All right. So that was Sly Lock Fox. We're going to stop doing that. No. Our next comic of the day. No, the we day. Ah, it's Dennis the Menace. Yes! No, it's Family Circus. Oh, did I say definitely it's Family? Okay, I was just hoping it was anything other than Family Circus, but I was wrong. It's it's the Family Circus by Bill. Oh, good Lord. In this episode, the kids... The boys, Dolly's off doing something else, I'm sure. I don't know what she's doing. But the boys run up to Dad, who's just minding his own business, reading the newspaper, which this guy is doing at all hours of the day, every day, is just reading the paper. I think that, like, Mr. Family Circus, Bill, Mr. Keene, has, like, subscriptions to 400 newspapers, because that's all he ever does. No, maybe it's, it's just, like, one newspaper, but he's A real big always... one. Yeah, he's just always reading. Maybe it's like the, he gets the Sunday Times every day. So anyway, the kids come up and go, "Hey, Daddy, can you can you tell us a story? Yeah, come on, make one up." Blah blah blah. And so he goes, "Fine." And then he's oh, he's sitting there, and they're all sitting on the chair with him or on his lap. And he goes, "Once upon a time, there was a little boy." And all and, of them uh, are imagining them. Yeah, each kid. All right, picture this: they're all just sitting there in their dumb pajamas, wearing those kind of pajamas that nobody wears anymore. Like one color and need like a little footy. But, okay. So and it's like this way. I have some. And you do not have any like uh, this. Yes. I prom- yes. Right. I just got rid of them. Exactly. That's my point. But that's so, only because they didn't fit. Whatever. Just look. So they're sitting there and they're in their dumb pajamas and they're all. He goes, Once upon a time, there's a little boy. And so each of them has a picture of themselves in a thought balloon over their head because they are all believing that the story is about them because. They're so vain, they think the story's about them, don't they? Don't they? Yeah. <sighs> they think it's Yay. all about them. That's it. That's it. And that's it. Not yes. even an, arguably a joke. Not even funny. Not even heartwarming. It's, it's just funny. kids thinking that everything is about them because that's what children do. Wait. Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at HowlingMonkeyRadio.com.